Good afternoon, traders, and welcome back to Stock Market Movers, where we get you all the headlines and, of course, get to the expert opinions to keep you in the informational edge. Excited to get into today's show. We got a lot to talk about. We got the banks coming in. We got some Alibaba talk. We'll take a look at Silvergate Capital, Roblox pre-announcing, and, of course, a lot of ratings out there. We got a lot to talk about. The SPY did just... For a smidgen, touch 400. Will we get back up there, team? You guys let me know what you guys think. Throw it up in the chat. Let's get it started. Welcome to Stock Market Movers. There are three ways to make a living in this business. Be first, be smarter, or cheat. I can't help you cheat, but I can give you the informational edge to help you succeed in the markets. Welcome to Stock Market Movers all the market moving headlines and expert opinions every day. They say money is the oxygen of capitalism and I want to breathe more than any man alive. All right, team, let's get into the action. You guys can see the spy right there. We did get a little bit above the 400, went to 423 today. Let's get to the daily chart. Of course, it's been a good year. Right. I mean, this is the January 3rd date, kind of highlighted it on pre-market prep to kind of show we've had a good run, at least overall for the January effect. We need to keep watch to see if this can continue running. We'll talk a little bit about what economic data we got uh, a little bit later today with Michael Lee, founder of Michael Lee Strategy, coming up at 115. So don't want to get into too much on that. Of course, we got New York empire state manufacturing index to come in we'll talk about those numbers but of course something to keep watch right and i feel like this is important to talk about is what's been going on in kind of china right it seems like we've been getting a nice little rip up overnight action especially throughout the weekend they gave us the news of course that sixty thousand people had died from coronavirus it just seems like we get a lot of kind of mixed signals from china and that's why i haven't taken it, uh, I haven't partaken in the trade as of late, right? This had made a nice move there. You guys can see Baba, of course. We'll talk a little bit about what news they had earlier, but keeping an eye on this China trade because overall, I mean, I have missed it. And then I know that a lot of you guys probably missed it also. A lot of my concerns were also with political issues. But it seems like these have really given a nice little lift lately. Now the question is, when we start getting more releases of the coronavirus and they're trying to kind of put this news out there, does this turn these stocks around? So keeping my eye on to see what happens on these names. Did they already do their run? Something to keep on watch. Of course, emerging markets is something that we've been kind of looking at. And it's made a nice little move here from November Nice little move up about 20%. We'll see if these emerging markets still kind of hang on here. And who knows? Maybe they bottomed first before our markets truly have bottomed and have really started to lift. But overall, I mean, think about it on the spy. We're starting to push. If we get out of this channel, let's say for some reason, by the end of not this week, but next week, when we get some of the bigger earnings to come in, right? We get back above maybe 410s, 4 into the 420s, it's going to be looking like a different chart. Let's just say that you'll be out of that kind of bear channel. You'll start holding uh, prior resistance. We'll look to see if that starts becoming support. 
that's something to keep an eye out on the overall market. Of course, today, Goldman Sachs coming out with earnings. That's something that we definitely need to touch. And this got hit hard. I thought that maybe we could hold some pullback levels closer towards this 362 level. But as you guys can see, this did not hold up today. Came right through that level, right down. I was looking even maybe to see if we were going to buy the dip in these banks. We know how they did that on Friday. Goldman Sachs still getting driven down. Let's give those numbers here. Q4 EPS, $3.32, missed the $5.48 estimate. Sales at $10.59 billion, missed the $10.83 billion estimate. They also saw, of course, investment banking fees down 48% year over year. And net equity, uh, equity net revenue down 5% year over year. Now, the surprising one, of course, was Morgan Stanley. As Morgan Stanley came in with a beat and a beat with investment banking revenues down 49% year over year, equity net revenues down 24% year over year, fixed income revenues were up 15% year over year, but getting a big lift into the intraday market, you guys can see it's continued almost to 99 here. Look at the daily chart, nice little breakout above kind of the 92 level and really kind of continuing the push. We'll look to see if this can pull back, but no pullback here, even out the gates. You guys have the open there, 95.44. You went down for a second there to 94.94. But you can see on the next candle, 95. Started reclaiming that 95. Really got the move. We'll look to see if we close towards 99 on Morgan Stanley. Something definitely to keep watch, right? How is this affecting the other banks? Let's take a look at that. JPM pulling back today, of course. I had a big run made up that wall of worry on Friday, got all the way up as high towards 143.49. You can round it, say 143.50. We'll look to see if this is just a pullback opportunity here in JPM. Let's look at Bank of America as that's trying to make its way back. It was kind of on a little bit of a pullback. We'll look to see if this starts pushing, getting back towards the opening price would be good for Bank of America. I saw City a little bit stronger, so look to see if this gets a little bit of a nice little run through the 50, holding it as support. You can see how it's holding it right now. Seems like that 50 spot just seems to be holding really well. You have a couple of wicks there. Of course, wick coming to 49.92. But you know how I feel about those wicks. Those wicks are tricks. We'll look to see if we get a nice little run in city towards the close here. Can it close above 50? Start pushing to 51. If not, this is going to be looking more like a harmy on the daily and could just start getting a little bit of a turnaround back towards the 49. We'll see how the candle closes later today. Of course, uh, I did want to mention that news on Baba before we get to our interview. That was, of course, activist Ryan Cohen taking a stake in Alibaba, uh, the Wall Street Journal reporting. So I was keeping an eye on to see if Baba was going to make some lift today. It actually pulled back. Uh, you guys can see it did get a little bit of a lift in the pre-market, but really quickly pulled back here towards the intraday not holding kind of resistance around the VWAP. We'll look to see if it comes right back towards 114.25. Not looking strong today, but we'll see if the trend's your friend in that case. Uh, for Baba, it's been trending on up. We'll see if it pulls back to the 9 EMA. A lot of times I look for that kind of pullback action after you've broken out. Like right here, you got a nice little break, 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 and then it came right back to the moving averages. We'll look to see if that's what happens here in Baba. Is this completely breaking down? I wouldn't say that so far, but like always, you guys can keep on watch. I know there's uh, kind of the, the Yang 
And uh, this is like the bear China one. Like if you're looking at intraday China bear, we'll see if this guy actually gets moving or not. We'll see if the China trade eventually breaks down because it's just been so strong for about, let's say a month and a half, two months, three months, almost now. As we get closer and closer away, are we going to see a quick pullback opportunity? That's what I'll be looking for in Baba. Let's say a move back towards like 90, 95. We'll see if we get that. All right, getting out of Baba, we'll talk about China stocks a little bit later, of course, on what was hot and what was not. We still got a lot to talk about. We'll still be talking about Silvergate, Roblox, Cox Automotive, Chief Economist. What did he say about vehicles that I think is very important? And of course, we got our upgrades and downgrades. We'll get into Pfizer, Microsoft, KB Homes, Lennar. We also got to talk about Wayfair and Cheesecake Factory. But enough of that. Let's get into our first interview today. Let's get right to it. Michael Lee Strategy. All right, let's bring back Michael Lee, founder of Michael Lee Strategy. Welcome on. How are we doing, Mike? We are we are rocking. How you guys doing? Good? Yeah, rocking. Ready to get back into the action. Let's get right towards it. Of course, we have this rally. Seems like the market's really been trying to climb the wall of worry. Is this more January effect that we're seeing? Or could this rally really be the start of something bigger? Yeah, that, that is the million dollar question. And so... Um, Two ways to look at this. From a technical standpoint, the market is extraordinarily constructive. Um, basically, the, the modern bar, market bottomed in June, July of last year. You know, it looked like we wanted to come down and test those lows, but but here we are, and it, and it looks like we are uh, out of the woods. Um, and when you say historically, the market. The market is bottom six to nine months before earnings bottom. So if third quarter is our earnings bottom, um, th this could make a whole lot of sense. And uh, every time from a macroeconomic standpoint, every time we've entered this kind of collapse in inflation, um, this sort of slowdown, you, you, you're you're looking at a, a Fed pivot. You can basically buy everything. And you, if you look at the way emerging market has moved, bonds have moved, Bitcoin has moved, that we are in a risk on scenario. So the, the problem here, though, is that if we have a double top in, in inflation, so if inflation decelerates and then comes back again, uh, that is still a possibility. And that possibility from a risk management standpoint will most likely lead the Fed to leaving rates higher for longer, pivoting later than I think the market, the market perceives. And so I don't know that we're out of the woods yet. I think this is kind of we're at a historical crossroads. That is, is this the bottom? If this isn't the bottom, I, I don't think we're that far away. I would say maybe we, we have a couple of um, a, a few ugly months and at some point this summer uh, when it becomes clear the Fed will pivot because of inflation is rapidly decelerating and a lot of the really sticky inflation, you can now see it um, heading back down towards that 2% target. So um, look, it's, 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 um, 
it's really, really hard to say in either direction from a definitive standpoint, okay? Because there's just so much that's going to happen that we don't know about that's hard to predict. Yeah, let's talk about what we got at least today, right? We did get that weak New York Empire State Manufacturing Index, and we can talk about what that does really for the Fed here. And I think that we just need to keep in mind, right? Um, what's going to be the forefront of the narrative? What do you feel will take uh, the the front? So you're going to have this bull versus bear debate, mm-hmm. right? And um, me, I'm I'm relatively, you know, I, I like to think of myself as a perma bull, uh, but at the same, yeah, you know, I, I want to be bullish, but there's just too many unknowns right now, and so this yeah. empire, this the, the underlying economy is collapsing. Okay, that's it's pretty obvious. You look at the the number that stood out to me today from all the earnings was the Goldman Sachs's loan loss reserves are just through the absolute roof. Um, that then the next then the next one is the empire manufacturing these are dire numbers that surpass covid lows uh and then if you look at what's how happened in housing over the last 12 months 10 times out of 10 that has caused a recession and historically with this bigger collapse it, it doubles the unemployment rate so w- with that going on in that situation you also get a 10 to 15 percent 10 to 15% contraction of earnings uh, on an annualized basis. Right now, the estimates are for 5% growth. So that, that could mean that we have somewhere between 15 and 20% for earnings estimates to come down from where they are now. Um, so how much of that is priced in? How much does the market already know? Or are these somewhat unexpected things that, that are out there that could move the market meaningfully lower? Because I, I don't know anything that I'm saying is revolutionary or inside information or something that, that people that, that smart people with a lot of money don't know. So what's, what's hanging out in the market. I tend to believe this was a lot of short covering, short covering. And so you have a very much consensus view that we're going into recession, that things are bad. And so when you have that, um, you have fast money, big money accounts out there on the street that can push the market higher and squeeze those shorts. And once the shorts start to get squeezed, you get the momentum buying. And here we are here. And look, anything to take this market higher, I'll take it. I'm inherently long. I do not short the market. I do other things to to mitigate risk. But a, a, a rising stock market is, is good for everybody except for the short sellers. And, and they're not my concern. Yeah, right now I'm thinking there's about three different options that I see kind of playing out. So I'll let you go and you tell me which one you think might happen first. So option one, jobs numbers start to show weakening, right? We see a spike in the unemployment and we don't hear no more Fed pal talking about how jobs are robust. Option two, the economy starts showing extreme signs of slowing down and the recession concerns start to loom. And of course, start bringing us back down. Or option three, inflation is back down closer towards 3% and we're ripping through the moon. What do you think about this and why? So I think I think those are what's being talked about in the media. I mm-hmm. think what the Fed is looking at in actuality is we're going to need to see a full quarter, three, month, three monthly numbers where the month over number 
month over month core CPI number is going to be 0.1 or 0.2 or zero or negative. Okay, that 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 we're looking at an annualized two percent before the Fed really pivots from uh, from restrictive to accommodative to uh, sorry restrictive to neutral to accommodative. Okay, that's really what we're going to have to see, and I think the Fed is likely to stay uh, restrictive longer than a lot of people in the market believe. Um, look, the, the Fed has changed their tune. A few years ago, Fed governors were literally uh, trading their personal accounts based on the announcements they knew that they were going to make. And their number one economic indicator they were looking at was the S&P 500. Okay? That, is, that is not the case anymore. Uh, Jerome Powell is a stubborn, Jesuit-educated um, individual who wants he wants his legacy to be the to be like that of Paul Volcker, right? Not want not that of, of a buffoon who printed a bunch of money, did said and did what he had to maintain power. He he wants to make a legacy for himself for solving this. And you have to realize inflation is a serious issue. It's not only bad for markets and bad for the economy, it rips societies apart. It's how you've seen countries all over Latin America and other parts of the world like Zimbabwe just completely come unglued. So it looks like inflation is going in the right direction. But ask yourself if it looks like it's really decelerating and then it picks up in the fourth quarter based on either the Fed pivoting or market expectations of the Fed pivoting, right? The market easing itself before the Fed actually does it. What's going to happen then? What if we have a double top? like we did in the last uh, inflationary cycle of the 70s and 80s. And so that's why I think the Fed is likely to stay um, stay more hawkish longer than many, including a lot of market participants believe. And I mean, the bond market has been wrong about the Fed many times in this rate raising cycle. So when you hear people like Gunlack, who's probably the smartest bond guy out there saying, I respect the bond market, like the, the bond market has has moved dramatically in a lot of different directions where it normally doesn't have that, many, that much volatility because it's been wrong. It's, it's wrongly predicted where the Fed is going to go and where the economy is going to go. So maybe they're right this time in that uh, the, the, they're predicting a zero Fed futures uh, 18 months from now, zero real Fed futures. So if inflation is 2% 18 months from now, uh, the bond market is saying that's where Fed futures are going to be at 2%. 18 months from now, which is a pretty dramatic, uh, pretty dramatic reversal from the Fed from where we are. I, I think that's going to have to get pushed out. I don't think the Fed's going to relent. I think uh, the Fed is going to go after inflation the way that they kill people in slapstick movies where a guy's dead on the ground and they go up and shoot him five more times in the head. It's it's they're going to overdo it uh, to make sure we don't have this double top. And you, you know, that's that's their job. And here's the funny part yeah. is. Stocks might not sell off 20 or 30 percent that we could hold this 3,800 to 4,200 level while this whole thing happens. While earnings go down, earnings estimates drop 10 or 15 percent from where they are right now. The Fed's higher for longer. Um, Stocks could just stay in there. Stocks could trade down to 3,000. I have a hard time seeing them meaningfully break out until a lot of these questions are answered. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, what you're pretty much bringing is that the headwinds are still present. And they still haven't taken off, right? Just because we're having a nice little rip and rally and we're starting to see inflation coming down doesn't mean those headwinds have gone away. And I'm with you 
also in the camp of extreme. It's just what the Fed does. They play extreme. Until they break us, they probably aren't going to bring us back and make us, right? That's what I like to – and another thing is they're, they're so accommodative at some point, right? they got to get so restrictive if they're going to play the other side, right? Well, it's, it's important that predicting what's going forward, what's going to happen in the future is extraordinarily difficult, okay? It's even harder if you're the government. So – so you got to give them some credit there. Like, I, you know, some guys, I, I work with a guy at Morgan Stanley who's one of the smartest guys I ever worked with sits on the markets desk at the New York Fed. Like, it's he's really smart, but it's really, really hard to predict what's going forward. And so you have that problem. And then once they realize one of their underlying theses is not correct, for them to pivot and change course or do something and try to address something that's happening that they didn't predict, there's a lag to it, six to 12 months in most cases. So they're always going to be late and they're always going to overshoot, whether it's on easing or tightening. They're, they're never going to get it just right. It, it's And if they do, it's, it's by luck, not by design, just, just by the nature of the tools they have in their tool belt and the way these things work. So I, I, I'd expect them. And I'd say it might not be the best for our portfolios this year, but if you can get, if we can tame this inflation dragging with another year or two of of crappy equity markets, believe me, it's much better than living in a society where you have perpetual six or seven percent inflation and your currency gets destroyed. So it's, I mean, short-term pain for long-term stability. Yeah, one of the things that I'm definitely going to be looking at is what happens there with the stability. Will we run into some financial instability as we get towards that narrative, right? Let's keep going. Let's take a look at what are your expectations? Let's think about 2023. What are the expectations for top Wall Street themes of 23? I'll, I'll mention one that I've been seeing nonstop, and I'm sure you've been seeing it on Twitter. AI, AI. So... What else have you been seeing, Michael? Um, listen, you know, I'm I'm a little bit older than you, so I, I grew up with like the Terminator. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> let the machines take over. Um, yeah. I think um, I think the trashing of ESG, all right, mm-hmm. for good reason. It's got to go. Um, I think value stocks continue to work, um, and and at some point you want to step in. Um, you want to step in and look at some of these growth names that, that get beaten up. And so as Elon uh, took over Twitter and he could say it's all about free speech for Elon, it, it's about having a machine to control narrative because when you're that rich, you, you need one. And I, I think the attack on him for taking over what was basically um, a security state, national security apparatus propaganda tool um, for, for taking that away from the establishment, they've crushed Tesla stock. And so kind of for the first time in, in my career, I can say Tesla's, Tesla's looking at a valuation that's very attractive. I mean, they have 30 to 50% revenue growth kind of as far as the eye can see. I don't believe, I, I'm not on board with the estimates for electronic vehicle growth. Uh, however, I still think it's a growing market. And while Tesla maybe losing market share, not, I mean, they'll go from, you know, maybe they were at 80% and now they're at 65. You know, if they go to 55, it's not really a big deal as this gets better. Um, You know, Tesla was never a trillion dollar company. 
Okay, now it's trading at 35 times earnings. Those estimates may be a little bit low. Um, you know, when you have a market multiple of 17 and you have revenue growth of 50%, yeah, you know, you could say it's probably, you're probably worth double, like you could probably pay double the market. And I, they're not going anywhere. Um, Elon's done a good job of, um, you know, while, you know, as you, as you go back in history, basically talking up things that never happened to inflate the stock price, then diluting the stock so he gets more cash and just crushing the short sellers over and over. Now, now this is the time to look at the stock. Okay. Um, it, it is growing exponentially quicker. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what, where was the, where was the top 420 of all places roughly? Um, and, and, <laughs> yeah, and now right we're, um, now you're at 130 bucks. Now the stock makes sense. Okay. Cause yeah. it's not, it, it is not, <laughs> how, how many other companies are there that are that big? that are growing their revenue this fast. It's, it's not going anywhere. Um, and then the other thing about Tesla is I, I think these cars stand alone uh, as cars, not because they're an electronic vehicle or because you care about the environment. Like people want to drive Teslas. Um, I, I, I mean, every time I'm going to California in a month, I, I will rent a Tesla because gas is like $20 a gallon. Um, but th these, these are good cars. So I'm looking at that. And then, uh, and then obviously um, the grill in the room is when is the Fed pivot? And we, we talked about that, but that's, that's, that's what's coming. Um, I want, and then um, the, the you other think one, 2023 pivot or are we looking 24? I think 24. I'll, I'll, I'll go on a limb. Um, I hope you're wrong. I hope you're wrong. I uh, see. That's why I want the economy to fall apart. I want uh, the bears to win in the short term so we can just rip the bandaid off. Uh, yeah. The other thing that I think works this year is gold. Um, gold relative to treasuries and a lot of other asset classes are cheap. If you can kind of meaningfully break out above this 2000 level, you got to be expecting some sort of double from there. Um, you know, go, if you look at the last move um, from kind of 2008 to 2011, where it's essentially been dead money since 2011, unless you're a really good trader, yeah. um, you got 250%. I think gold starts to work. I think the problem last year is with the aggressive Fed and the rest of the world falling apart is how strong the dollar was. And so it's ironic given, you know, we just printed 40% of all dollars with that, that ever existed in a very short period of time. But the, the, the same problems exist elsewhere in the world. And there's no major, other major currency to take it over. And so you're in a situation now where there's, there was a little bit too much strength. And so as the dollar stabilizes and weakens gradually, a lot of these other assets are really going to start to work. And I, I think um, it'd be great to see gold work uh, this year. I think that's that could be a really productive trade is to buy some GLD. And if you're uh, a doomsday person, Armageddon, zombie and apocalypse, I'd recommend uh, buying some physical gold. Um, I, I own physical go. gold. Just for that zombie apocalypse situation. No worries. Hide it under the pillow. We won't see it, Michael. All right. Like always, I appreciate you joining me. Michael Lee, founder of Michael Lee Strategy. You guys check him out on Twitter. A great follow. Appreciate you coming on today, Mike. Have a great one. Thank you so much. Take care, Mike. All right. That's what it's all about here on Stock Market Movers. Getting to the experts to hear what they have to think, right? And uh, definitely. 
Might have to get some of that gold and hide it underneath the pillow myself. Let's take a look at what's going on out there right now. GLD having a good day, right? I've talked about the DXY coming down. Finally broke that 104. Seems like we've been coming down from there. I want to take a real quick peek at DXY here. Looks like we're trading up a little bit, about 26 cents. It's at 102.46. But I think as long as we don't come back above the 104 for DXY, we're going to be looking good for this style trade. Maybe it's gold. Maybe it's going into silver, right? Uh, some of these trades kind of lagging a little bit. Maybe it's the silver trade. Something to keep in mind. We'll see what happens to these. I've uh, been looking at them, silver and gold. Will they start getting a nice little lift? Gold has already been running for a while. Silver is trying to play a little bit of catch up, I feel. Will it start getting a lift? ASM's looking strong, but that's a cheaper one. Been looking at like a mag, uh, FSM. We'll see if these can kind of get the lift with the next down move in the dollar. They have been pushing since October. And so we'll look to see if we get a little bit of a retrace and then a bounce. Let's get back to the action. You guys in the chat, what are you guys catching? It's good to see you guys. Easy OP. If you guys are new to the show, say hello. Don't be stranger. What are you guys looking at today? What's the big move on your radar? Let's get into the action. Let's go back towards the headlines as we get into, of course, let's go to Silvergate. Let's talk a little bit about what happened in this one. It is getting a lift here after they reported their numbers and now starting to pull back. This is what kind of I expected. I expected a little bit of a trap to the upside in Silvergate. Silvergate adjusted EPS at 48 cents, missed the 81 cent estimate. Really wasn't the best earnings. Um, they also talked about how their total securities portfolio decreased 49.8%. Um, that's not good outlook. Now down to 5.7 billion from a high in September of 11.4. Doesn't look good right now, as you're seeing definitely Silvergate get hit again. This is not an area that I want to be jumping into. Silvergate is not by any means something that I'd be wanting to invest in. Coin is a little bit better, but has already run. It's already made its move, right? It's already gotten the lift. I think this eventually is a rip to sell. We'll see what happens to these names, these growth names that have been getting a nice little push. But... Of course, Bitcoin has been really strong, helped out some of the miners like Mara get some lift, right? MSTR, take a look at that one, getting some lift. We'll look to see if these can keep pushing. Definitely Bitcoin staying strong. That's going to help there. But you don't want to miss it, of course, if you start seeing this turn right back to the downside. I'm going to keep watch on these, especially if I see Bitcoin start to break down. When I do see that Bitcoin breakdown, I'm going to definitely be watching to see what happens to these miners if they get cut again and we can just go hammering on some of these miners. We'll have to wait and see. Of course, even coin has made a huge move as of late. Pretty much from that 35, it's made about a 52% move. We'll look to see if it starts pulling back. All right, getting out of Silvergate and coin and all the cryptocurrency talk, I did see it get a little bounce, but I think eventually Silvergate disappears. I don't know if they're going to be able to hang on. That's just my eyes. But I've been calling that for a while now, way back from before even October time. And that was when it was at 79. It's now $13. That's about 80% decline since that area that we've been talking about. And of course, that came with a de uh, kind of a downgrade after the situation uh, with FTX and others. It was actually before FTX that I was already calling for SI to the downside. I just thought the FTX just really kind of put the writing on the wall.
All right, let's keep going. Let's get out of SI. Let's go to Roblox, RBLX. As they go in and pre-announce here, let's talk about their numbers. They gave, uh, looks like I have it here. There it is. All right, they pre-announced and said estimated bookings were between 430 millions and 439 million for the month, up 17 to 20% year over year. And take a look at the five minute, how this spiked in the pre-market still hasn't, really kind of climbed the whole wall after pulling back here. I kind of like this stock as long as it's kind of staying sideways right now. Also was taking a look how it affected like a stock like Roblox, uh, Unity starting to come back. We'll look to see if we can get back here towards kind of 38.24, 38.50 level. This one doesn't look too bad as it's going sideways. Right now it expects some more sideways action. We'll look to see how we close if we can get the lift in Roblox, but Definitely getting a little bit of a push. The SPY coming back a little bit, team. We'll look to see if it actually can push past 399 and 400. Those are levels definitely to keep watch. Roblox strong on the start of today. Definitely helped that ARKK get the lift. Of course, growth names getting a little bit of a push. Some of these, we'll talk about them coming up right now on uh, what was hot and what was not. Roblox, Tesla, uh, and coin right there. We've talked about those stocks staying strong today, having a good day. Let's get into what was hot and what was not. And then we'll get into some more headlines. And of course, get to those analyst ratings that caught my attention. What was hot and what was not is all about rotation, intermarket analysis, looking at the sectors, the industries, and doing a top down approach to find what was strong and what was not. Relative strength is so important to find. At least that's where I find a lot of my edge. Let's take a look here at what's getting the lift today. Real estate, getting a nice little push towards the upside. This one's an interesting one with one of our ratings. So I'll just go ahead and bring it up here. Um, this was RBC. They downgraded KB Homes and Lennar as the firm expected a difficult year ahead for housing stocks. This is not what I've been seeing from the price action. Called that out this morning. Um, stocks like Lennar continuing the up move, even though it pulled back a little bit in the pre-market, we'll look to see if these break down or not, but I don't see them turning around anytime soon. KBH, we'll see if these can kind of keep giving the lift. ITB is another way to kind of keep watch on this. We'll look to see if this ever breaks down for right now. Doesn't look like a downgrade to me, but RBC expecting a difficult year for housing stocks. What do you guys think about housing do you think that we could run into some issues? I got the spam in the chat, but let me know in the chat. Put a one if you guys think that we can run into some housing issues. Put a two if you say no, we aren't going to run into a housing issue. And put a three if you think that, hey, new situation, nobody knows where it's going. We'll see what happens. I want to hear your opinion. All right, let's keep going. Let's get into what was hot and what was not. Let's go and take a look. After real estate technology is the second leading sector to the upside, what's doing well there? Well, you can take a look. Semiconductors getting the nice little lift. We'll look to see if these can continue pushing. Let's go to the high cap names. NVIDIA leading the day here. NVIDIA, nice little move, 4% move, 4.21% from the open. Nice little opening candle also showed that continued strength. It held the pullbacks. To the VWAP, you could have got in somewhere near there. Getting the lift now towards 176.15 doesn't look bad at all. TSM, another strong one there. You guys can look for these to continue. They've been strong as of late. 
TSM, of course, had their earnings, got the little push up, now trying to get through that 88, 83, not looking bad for it to start holding 89s and continue the up action. You guys can see how it held the 88 pullback today. Now look for the 89 takeout. And of course, getting towards there, towards the 90s, would not be a bad outlook. AMD also having a good day, getting a nice little push up. We'll look to see if these can stay strong. All right, catching up with the chat out there. Let's see some twos, threes, and new situation. Nine to nine says OP. You're wrong, man. You're wrong. <laughs> Jay says one. Hey, we'll have to wait and find out. Hunter Biden has a housing problem. Yeah, we'll see what happens on that one. Uh, impossible to make money off inverse like VIXY. Yeah, it's 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 just very difficult. We'll see what happens there. All right, let's keep going. We'll get out of technology. I also saw solar being strong, just to kind of mention that. First solar, the leader there, it started pulling back. So just be careful. EMPH playing catch up. So that's not looking too bad. We'll look to see if these can keep running. Uh, but first solar, look at that recent move. Big push up. Could pull back here towards prior resistance. Come Become now support around the 174 to 172 area. We'll see what happens on these solar names. Defensives behind this. We'll see what happened there. Beverages getting some nice lift. Some brewers. I don't know if you guys were getting the brews this weekend, but looks like Bud getting some lift today. Sam. Sam's Boston Beer Company. Not looking too bad. Finally bouncing a little bit and finally having some good sideways action. I might eventually take a position in Sam. Boston Beer. We'll see what happens there as it's sideways right now. Can give me kind of the 300 level to go off of. We'll look to see if this can start moving again. Of course, this has been an epic disaster for about two years now. We'll look to see if this turns around. And that's Samuel Boston Beer Company. Could use a good Oktoberfest. I love that one. I'm not going to lie. That's probably my favorite one from Sam's. But we'll see what happens there. Let's keep going. We'll keep going into some other areas. Consumer defensives. Grocery stores having a good day there. KR, right? Kroger. Doesn't look too bad on the monthly support. Monthly support is right underneath it. We'll look to see if this can start making its way back, climbing up there towards 47. Of course, this one has Albertson deal that we still need to resolve. What will happen there? Keep your eyes on Albertsons. We'll see if it takes the lift. Casey's another one that I keep on watch. It has been strong in 2022 and continued the strength here into the year. Now starting to push back towards the upside. I don't, I haven't ever been to a Casey's general store, but doesn't look too bad. And then soft drinks, Coke and Pepsi getting a little bit of a bounce back. Monsters won the watch. So uh, Monster getting that little lift there. That doesn't look too bad on that chart. With that being said, you can keep your eyes on Celsius holding. Also, if Monster is going to take the lift, I'd keep watch on this one, C-E-L-H. All right, utilities staying strong. Let's go into what was weak today. Basic materials getting hit hard, silver, gold, and copper. Copper finally falling off as it's been really strong as of late. Now starting to pull back. So be careful on names like this. If you haven't run towards those profits, you got to run while the popcorn's good. Get it while the popcorn's going because you already know. You can see that turnaround there. And rotations are quick in copper. So you got to be careful there. We can see them how it was here where it just cracked back down, got a little lift, cracked back down. So we got to be careful there as they are starting to pull back a little bit. SCCO is definitely the leader right now. FC, 
FCX has been not bad, right? Freeport has been getting the lift. We'll look to see if it catches the bounce in the next couple of days. Industrial min, uh, metals and minerals pulling back significant. Watch out there as they start getting hit hard. And steel, steel not looking too good today, a big pullback. But I did see mentions from Cleveland Cliff that I think are definitely important to catch. I did even put it out on my Twitter. If you guys don't have my Twitter, make sure to give me a follow at MoneyMitchBZ. Uh, this came from Stephanie Link. You guys know Stephanie Link. She wrote that Cleveland Cliff announced another P, uh, price increase for hot rolled, cold roll, and coated steel products due to strong demand in its automotive steel business. So if there's one that I'm going to be watching, I'll be watching that Cleveland Cliff to take lead. It's already been pushing. We'll look to see if we get the buy the dippers stepping in. Newcore is definitely one to watch also. And Steel Dynamics are just a couple to keep your eyes out for. Chemicals not looking good there. I did see MOS having a decent day. That's an agricultural inputs. So if you wanted to take a look at what was strong today, there's one to keep in mind. That's MOS. I would like this chart to get right back above the VWAP towards the close. It's not going to be looking too bad there. CF is one that I'll be watching to play catch up if these start to make a run. Agricultural inputs, another one to keep watch that I like there, at least from the chart itself, is IPI. You can see that on the daily. You're trying to make its way back here. We'll look to see if it actually can get back above the 33s. All right, software names bouncing uh, here from after a bad week. Yeah, definitely, Jay. I talked about some of those like Pan W, right? Pan W is another one that is getting a little bit of a bounce back. That's going to lead a lot of those cybersecurity names, right? Uh, CrowdStrike, Snow. But it's mainly Pan W. If I look at Pan W and I see it up, I look for these other ones to kind of play a little catch up. Sentinel One is another one that could eventually get a little bit of a lift there. Snow was getting a lift. We'll look to see how that one's looking right now. It is starting to push back. This one doesn't look bad if it can really start pushing to say 155. We'll have to wait and see. Look at the trend line that you'll have on the weekly. Weekly will make it a little bit cleaner here. We'll look to see if this can come back here through this level. And then start to push snow. It won't be looking bad, especially if it gets back above 160. Yeah, definitely not not bad ones to watch, right? I mean, Sentinel, we'll look to see if these kind of play a little catch up, right? Pan W is definitely the leader. If that can make its way back towards, let's say, 150, you're right back into the monthly trend and you can start getting some lift. We'll see what happens with these cybersecurity names, especially with hacks that, you know, just don't go away. They're going to continue being in the headlines. These are all opportunities that I want to be a part of, especially like Pan W. If I can get it on the dip, it's not a bad area to be in. Cybersecurity, it's a theme. It's not going away anytime soon. All right, let's get back out of what was hot and what was not. Let's go back towards our ratings of the day. I think that's important to get through. So let's get into that action. One uh, rate, it's not a rating, but it's just uh, a mention here. And this came from a Cox Automotive chief economist, Jonathan Smoke. And he wrote that Cox Automotive is saying that we're swapping a supply problem with a demand problem. So that's one thing to keep in mind when we're thinking about autos. How will those continue to perform? If we take a look at like a stock like Ford, right? Is this going to be a good year for Ford? I think that's something that you need to keep in mind. What's going to happen to these 
uh, kind of legacy vehicle makers right now, especially as you're seeing the demand drop. And I think you're going to continue to see the demand drop for new vehicles as you continue to see also what? More EVs come out with that higher price tag. Let's just be honest. Not everybody can go after a $40,000, $50,000 vehicle unless they're going to be making loans for like 10 years now. I don't think you're going to be able to get some of these vehicles, at least some of the uh, normal kind of mid-class uh, economy outlook, right? The mid-class is not going to be able to afford $50,000 vehicles. So I think this is something to keep in mind as we get more and more closer towards electric vehicles taking over. You're still going to see some of these cheaper cars get bought up. Ford, GM, will they struggle this year? I think that's something to keep in mind if you're thinking about Tesla. Tesla is getting a little bit of a bounce back. But if it's not a supply problem and now it's moving to a demand problem, that's going to be an issue because now what will you have? You'll have supply coming up. And if anything, you might even get to a point where we have oversupply on the new vehicles just because they're not being able to be sold. Something to keep in mind, right? This is why also I feel that auto manufacturers, if anything, are going to maybe hold back some of the supply because they don't want to get into that supply issue also and then just have to start marking down some of the inventory like you've been seeing who? Mm, Tesla do it, right? Tesla's lowering their inventory. Why are they doing that, right? Why are they lowering their prices? Because I think inventory levels are starting to go higher and higher. Not what they need, right? They, they don't want to get into a demand problem. I think that's why you're also seeing Tesla bring down the prices. All right, let's keep going into some of these analyst ratings. The important one to catch for sure was on Pfizer. I thought that was an important one coming from Wells Fargo. Of course, let's get towards it. Pfizer on the day, getting hit down there through the 4670 area. Was looking somewhere between 45, 49, and 4670s to maybe take a shot on this one. It is pulling back here. Haven't done anything on it, but Wells Fargo downgraded Pfizer to equal weight from overweight, thinking that Pfizer needs a COVID reset before the stock could work again adding that uncertainty around the COVID business could make investors nervous. We'll see what happens here in Pfizer. Getting the pullback as of late, we'll look to see if it catches the bounce and gets right back over 47. That's the level that I'd be watching. I need to get it back towards that 47. That's the kind of the support right now. I don't mind if it even wicks down here, but really quickly recovery of that 47 back through 48. We'll start getting that move back up. We'll just keep watch on Pfizer. These are definitely stocks that I'll be watching. Drug manufacturers, the major ones, they've been doing well. Now starting to pull back like a Merck, Johnson & Johnson. That doesn't look the best. You got a lot of support underneath, but if it cracks at 172, could be pulling back significantly fast. Uh, just be careful out there, team. Don't want to see anybody get wrecked in some of these kind of biotech names. But I still like IBB. Just look at IBB. It keeps building up. So if there's anywhere where I'm looking also is for some of these biotechs to get the lead. BRTX, nice move up today. We'll look to see if that can continue. Moderna, trying to make a move and getting into the green. It did do a little bit of a pop. We'll look to see if it can hold some green today. BIIB, Biogen, right? Will this get the lift? Of course, last week it was the when they started announcing kind of that FDA approval. Will this start getting the run now? 
I'd be looking for this to get back up there towards the 300. Doesn't look too bad. Having a nice little bounce on the day up there towards the 290. And does like to pull back towards the trend line. So maybe we look for another trend line pullback. We'll see what happens there in Biogen. All right, getting out of some of these upgrades, downgrades. Let's go to one more here. I think that was important, which is on the Cheesecake Factory. This came from City, and that came from the cake. The cake, get your cake before it's out. As you saw, cake get hit hard on this downgrade, downgraded by City to neutral from a buy. But climbing the wall of worry, now starting to come right back down. We'll see what happens to restaurant stocks that have been really strong as of late. I can go ahead and show you some of those. Let's go to restaurants here. Let's take a look at some of these and how they've been doing. Look at Chipotle making a move back towards the upside. Yum. Even Yum C, the China one, getting some lift. QSR, that doesn't look like a bad chart, right? We're going to get back up here through the 67, starting to get pushed. It's at 6680s. We'll look to see if we get that lift there through the 68. You got DPZ, Domino's, talked about it today. Would it get back there towards 350? We already hit it once on the intraday. Let's see if we can get back there towards the 350, get some lift in the Domino's. Bros, you guys know how I feel about bros. Pizza, Papa John's, Shake Shack. This is one very similar to, of course, Cheesecake. And you guys can see this is continuing, making the move back. Not bad stock as it keeps getting the lift. All right, we'll see what happens on that cake. Kenny comes back through that high of 38.61. Start breaking out through the 39. Something to keep on watch. Definitely the buy the dippers came in on cake today. We'll just look to see if it can hold some of that. All right, let's get into the chat conversation. What are you guys talking about out there? What's moving? What's on your radar? I got about five minutes here. Time for some ticker time. Throw up some stocks you guys want to take a look at. I'll take a watch. I'll let you guys even know on a trade that I'm taking and maybe go ahead and cut it. Who knows? Let's take a look. Let's get into the action. Spy trying to make a little bit of a push up here. Hasn't made the lift. Tried. Pushed right up there towards the, that like kind of little breakout level. We'll look to see if we can break out above the 399s or are we going to keep battling here? Apple overall still into the green. Microsoft started the day in the red off of a downgrade. Nice little move right back up there to the 240s. Google right now pulling back kind of sideways, not really, you know, ripping through the roof right now. But let's take a look at Amazon. Amazon still in the red on the day and looking like it's about to come back down. So that's probably the weak one of the bunch. But Tesla, not a bad day there. Continuing the move up there towards 131. Got to a high today of 131.37. Look to see if it can continue going. Actually, 39 the high just on the recent move. All right, let's go to Hut. Blue 42 said Hut, Hut, Hut. Uh, Hut starting to come back. It's trying to make a move back up here. You know, up one, down one, up two, down two, up three, down three, up four. Looking for the breakout. Broke through the support. Now trying to do a little recovery move. We'll look to see if it gets strong around 185. And 189s for that move to two dollars. Just keep an eye out. Cleveland Cliff, something definitely to watch. We'll look to see if it bounces here. Went to yesterday's range, right? I do like when stocks do that. The only thing is you got to be careful when Cleveland Cliff turns around. It could be 
pretty fast. As you can see, we tried to make a move up there, got off the highs, not what you want to be seeing while you're going towards the close. How significant do you think the Bank of Japan will be tomorrow? Well, it'll come in and make an effect in the pre-market, Dustin. A lot of the times, uh, what happens in the European markets, the China market, what happens over there across the seas really does affect our market. It brings at least the outlook in the morning. Of course, we will have some more earnings that will be coming out, and that might take the forefront, but something to keep watch what happens there in Bank of Japan. And also, I did see some mentions out there that even the EU was looking at potentially maybe going for 25 basis points instead of the 50 basis points. I also like to pay attention how the reactions come off of our Fed outlook and how they affect the global outlook, something to keep on watch. All right, MDT, that's been a, a big one. I've asked, I've gotten asked this question multiple times. We'll look to see if this can finally get moving. It hasn't done much, Manny. It hasn't done much. Let's go to the weekly. You can see on the weekly, you got this bottoming around the 77. You put a big candle in, nice little candle. Then you held the pullback on that candle. Now we got to take out this one. 81.78 to the upside, 81.78. That's what you're going to be looking for. You can see it, MDT, trying to build up. We'll look to see if it can get right back through the highs and get into that 81.78. All right, don't know too much about the actual device they have, but definitely keep watch on that. We'll look to see if it can recover the 81. Uh, we'll keep going. Let's take a look. AMC, Ooh, AMC 100. I did get stopped out of AMC earlier today. Look at that move. <laughs> oh, team, that's just how it goes sometimes. A lot of this also is that I can't watch these trades a little bit late in the day, like around like 11 a.m. I take a little bit of a break there and come right back. But as you guys can see, this came back down, stopped me out during that little pullback. Now really getting going, AMC towards $6. That's kind of the level that I gave this morning for the little push. I could see the room opening up to 6 We'll see what happens on GME. Will this get it to the next level? It looks like it's pushing right now. Looks like it's up there to 2183 As the dash for trash hasn't come off the tape, Triple BY made a move earlier in the day. Will this play catch up and keep pushing? We'll see what happens on stocks that have been beaten down, like a firm staying strong, Carvana staying strong. We'll look to see what happens to these stocks. Will the dash for trash turn around? Something that you don't know until it comes. AMC, I don't think it's going to 100, but I mean, that's not a bad move to miss. You know, that's like a 14% move there in AMC. We'll see if this stock can actually get some lift and continue going. How's the ape? Ooh, Ape getting some lift also. Very similar with that AMC. We'll look to see if that can keep pushing. All right, that's going to do it for the stocks that I'm looking at. And that's going to do it for the show. Up next, you guys got the roadmap action. Don't miss it, team. There's always some more action in the NFT space going on. Today, what are we going to talk about? Well, we're going to get into the new board Ape game. Everything that you need to know about Dookie Dash server passes. Check it out, team. Apes are going bananas. Wouldn't you know it on the NFT space? Go check it out, team. The new board ape game, Chris Ketchy, the roadmap coming up next. <laughs> Thank you.